Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation time for driven radio show welcome to driven radio your weekly automotive celebration Yay! celebration is the word this week yes uh, i am brett hatfield here with our engineer and co-host mr Craigerfish groves <laughs> the newly anointed <laughs> i'll take it and the evil genius of craving cars on YouTube, Mr. Corey Pratt. Yeah, woo! How you doing there, Corey? Doing decently well. Thanks for asking. We are coming to you from the newly frozen Driven Radio Studio. No kidding, that Holy hook. moly, did that change around? What quickly. the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so our our weathercaster Sybil stopped by. It was nice. <laughs> this makes Sybil look well adjusted. This it was nice yesterday, oh, and yeah. I was I was sitting in my office today upstairs with the window open. And, you know, I'm sitting there in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. You're inside. You're not going anywhere. Started out. I woke up really, really early. Started out. Nice kind of cool breeze. Mm -hmm. I'm not paying attention, really. I'm working on stuff. And the wind shifts around once and blows really hard in through that window. I was like, oh, (laughs) Oh, oh, what happened? Glass cutting time. Oh, I'm going to go get my parka. <laughs> yeah, my poor brass monkeys. <laughs> Holy crap, man. Yeah. That got cold in a hurry and, it, hurry, and it went from over 60 degrees when I woke up to about 40. Yeah, and, it was nice. Just a couple morning. of hours. It was yeah. really then fast. Then it was in the middle of the afternoon. And uh, yeah. just like that, motorcycle weather was gone. Boom. <laughs> Done. <laughs> At least for a day. It It got cold. Fast, cold yeah. and wet too. So blah. yeah, the rain yeah. came. You can find us online at drivenradioshow.com, readthedriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. I'm seeing a theme here. Uh, you can listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Uh, you know, you put your ear up to the neighbor's house. They got us. They're on. playing it. Yep. Thank oh, yeah. God. Bless the neighbors. It's playing on my yeah. my teeth right now. Yeah, uh-huh. my fillings. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Music and be sure to tell your friends. If there's something you'd like to hear more of or someone you think we should interview, tell us. You can send us an email. Send me an email to brett at readthedriven.com. So, guys, what you do in cars this week? I'm going to ask you first because I don't know what you did. Uh, nothing. I, uh, I I strayed into some weird territory mm. on on Facebook. Yeah, I know you sent me that. Uh, that Wasn't message. that just kicking looking? That weird little Virago, I think it was, motorcycle. It was a little Yamaha, and because I have owned Yamahas, I have a whole pile of Yamaha stuff by the sucker. I am very tempted because it's way down there. <laughs> it's some bottom dollar shisa. Yeah, and I'm like, holy cow! Low, this and... is where I should have put all my love because well, you know everything else screwed me hard. So. Why do you think I got so many motorcycles? 
Well, this uh, this Ruggo, it was really kind of cool because it was all kind of flat black, mm-hmm. and it had this weird headlight thing on it that uh, was, it, it cannot looked, have been original. It really looked like Mad Max for beginners. Yeah, <laughs> it's like before he rode it out of the uh, you know the, the car lot. So uh, I was looking at those and a few others, and I don't know. I did own a motorcycle once in my life, kind of own it. Uh, I didn't. didn't I never on. got it licensed. And shut up. <laughs> I actually tried to clean the damn gas tank, and I screwed that up too because there's this this uh, acid goo you put inside a rusty gas tank to mm. clean it. And of course, I got it on the outside, so it ate the paint off. And then I there's this white goo that you put in there, but I didn't wait long enough for it to. Di- and then and it was terrible. But I did a. It did run for about ten minutes, so I got to ride it a little bit. It was a uh, 1968. Uh, I think it was a Suzuki. Uh, it looked like one of those little kind of Honda Dreams. They all kind of mm-hmm. looked the same back then. Yeah, uh, but didn't have the really kind of totally too built out front headlight like a Honda Dream. But uh, it was a cool bike. Bought it for fifty bucks. Sold it for fifty bucks. Hey, no harm, no foul. Yep, not like breaking even. So maybe someday. Who knows? Well, I, I think the one you sent me looks like a good little bike. We got the winner to work on it. I certainly got a place we can work on it. Yeah. And I got a lot of Yamaha stuff, and I have enough excess motorcycle gear. I think we could have you <laughs> pretty well kitted out without much trouble. Oh, oh look. It's mini-me for Brett. Uh, just, <laughs> you'd be doing me a favor, man. You'd help me clear out my garage. For Marie Kondo is, is loving this. No. <laughs> Marie Kondo. You mean that, that broad from Poltergeist? <laughs> So what, how about you, Corey? What'd you do? Well, um, actually, I got the, saw Brett for briefly in the morning. Briefly. It wasn't we, that we, briefly. I know, we hung out a little we bit. We went and ate breakfast, and I picked on your buddy Steve. That was yeah, Saturday morning? He's, uh, worth picking on. Uh, I did a Carson Coffee. So I went to see our awesome. friends at the museum. Yay. The Senior Automotive Museum. Uh, that was kind of cool. And speaking of motorcycles, that was the month. That was the theme. They had that little exhibit for motorcycles. And I, I went in there going, not not the bike guy like you guys are, especially like Brett is, but I don't dislike them. Yeah. I just... Not looking out to buy any. And I knew that in the back of my head. And then Rhonda piped up and said she wanted to go. And so we jumped in the Impala. And I didn't mm-hmm. ride over there. And I had intended to, but just spaced it. Well, I still look at things. And it's 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 a motor with, with, with wheels on it. So I'm still interested regardless. And going in there... <laughs> They had some really old, cool stuff. Uh, yeah. The old Indian bikes, like 1917 or whatever. I'm just like looking at these. You got the, you know, where the headlight has a gas canister to light the flame. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, pretty awesome. Coal miner's bike. That. Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is so cool. I'm going to throw a couple of posts. Uh, yeah, the acetylene lamp. Yeah. And then later that night, uh, I did something I didn't think I was going to do, but I thought, how many more nicer weekends are we going to have to take the Porsche Zero. Out? After yeah. today, zero. So <laughs> I, I went out to Stonegate Motor Plaza, hung out a little bit with That's the Kansas cool City place. Exotics group. Yeah. Um, saw some friends that uh, I happened to – well, one, 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 some I didn't know were going to be out there. Others I did. Um, but just want to say hi, and people really dug my Porsche, and it actually made me feel really cool. Yay. Yeah. So And then a couple suggest that I actually go fill out and apply for that club. I don't know that I will or not, but – I'm going to give it some deep thought. Dude, for just, you're do a lone it. wolf, just baby. You're it. a rebel. Just yeah. rebel with yeah. a Porsche. Yep. I think I should, though, because uh, I'm sure they would all like to have, uh, I know, any groups I'm usually part of. Yeah, rebel I, I typically do applause. videos and stuff, so I think they would like that a lot, too. So. Yeah, nice. Anyways, it was, it was a really fun uh, event. I didn't necessarily participate in everything that was going on, but I just wanted to kind of hang out and see some people, and there were some cool cars. It was fun. When we went to the museum, I did mean to go inside and look at all the bikes. Mm-hmm. Got the car parked, got the hood up. It was 
clean ish as clean as i can get with all that construction stuff going on across the street blowing dust in my garage <laughs> but we got over there popped the hood we got out i started talking to one guy about the car and then two more guys and then two more over, yeah and then two more guys yeah. wandered over. when then, you have a car like his yeah. you don't leave the car and then after a few minutes there's a half a dozen guys over there and we're all talking about all kinds of just you know, car stuff, just shooting nice, the breeze. Nice. And I looked down at my watch and it's 10 15. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, cars and coffee is over. Yeah. Cars and so coffee weird, is done. You know, Everybody, parking lots emptying out around us. I'm still standing there with those same six guys. <laughs> and uh, got to talk to one guy who I was parked right next to, and he had a, a red uh, 95 Viper oh, uh, wow. RT10 with 11,000 miles on it. And by then, it was the last one built in 95. Oh, wow. Yeah, the very last, the first gen. There. Yeah, but say, so, yeah, that's the last of the first gen. Right and now. he had, I don't know if he knew this guy and was with him or, or what, but there was a guy over there with him who had a uh, a mask, had a mask that he'd taken off and was using to wipe dust on this guy's Viper. The mask has no nap, and you know every time he's wiping whatever he's wiping, he's scratching the hell out of it. And I kept I kept going over there and trying to very nicely tell the guy, "Look, hey, I got uh, extra microfibers. You can have one. I'll give it to you. Just please use this." And I'm looking at it in my head; it's just the little gerbil that runs my brain. You're hearing it grind as he goes. Yeah. He's inside committing, you know, <laughs> ritual seppuku. This guy's 80 grit cotton. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, sounds like we all had a little bit of fun this weekend. That's good. It was one of the yeah. last really nice. Couldn't believe it. We're ha- we've been having a lot of days in a row that were mid-70s to 80s. Yeah, it was a crazy in November. Week. Snowed in October, 80s in November. Leave your shorts out. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're having the housework done too. Just as a side note, those poor guys, uh, they blew me off for, you know, all the warm months. Mm-hmm. And then finally I was like, hey, this, it's, we're kind of love it or leave it now because I got two other bids mm-hmm. and they showed up. Oh, Monday. Oh, man. <laughs> they were out working at about 11 a.m. this morning. Oh, it no. was not warm. And I'm like, yeah, good, you work ethic. Love well, you. They, they probably, you get that done, Tiger. They probably You're, blew you off for all the easy jobs, and now yeah, all the quick money. Yeah, and uh, yeah, for for us, but they're getting it done, and it's looking oh, a lot good. better. So that's good. Oh, wow. in the win, uh, literally. Oh, so literally. Uh, today was such a switch. This week in the news, uh, if you want to live at the racetrack and you have enough check, uh, you can now. There's this really cool condo for sale. Every damn body wants to go fast. Or faster. <laughs> yeah, they uh, do. Magnuson wants to soup up your Chevy truck. You can get the heart of a Shelby GT500 in a box. Or if you're more of a Mopar junkie like mm-hmm. Craigerfish over there. <laughs> Shut up. You're just jealous. <laughs> jealous of the, of, the, of the car uh, that I don't have. <laughs> I, I, I want you to put Craigers on everything. I hope you get a new work desk and <laughs> you, put Craigers on that. That makes two of us. If you're more of a Mopar junkie like Mr. Craigerfish, you can get the heart of a red eye in a box. Our special guests this week are Devin Crail and John Goodman. No, not that John Goodman. No. Who have started a new website called Zero2Sixty.com. They're going to be here to discuss uh, how they started that, what makes their cool new website different from other car search websites, and what their grand vision is for it in the future. Uh, we got a lot of news to cover this week, and gentlemen, I don't have a lot of voice after this weekend, so you guys are going to do the news. We're on it. 
Well, from uh, Road and Track, you can live out your race car fantasy with this condo overlooking Charlotte Motors Speedway. <laughs> this is a sweet retreat. Now, I don't know if you get to keep the, uh, from all the pictures I saw, the furniture that's in it. But even yeah. if you didn't, oh, damn. No, the, I, it's got these huge floor-to-ceiling windows. What curve was it uh, that it looks out yeah, on? Yeah, it's, uh, it's right at the end of turn one. And I'm not real sure this is one you want to let your wife know you got. This is a... <laughs> Or your husband, honey. This thing is, is a damn. This thing is a freaking party pad. With the uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway d- directly overlooking the track, it's 4741 Moorhead Road, number 3B in Concord, North Carolina. Uh, the complex <laughs> is known as First Turn Towers. Makes sense. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Super clear view, built-in bar. Oh, that's that is just a shagging wagon uh, that's parked now. It's a trailer park beauty. That bar uh, looks like you can get six or eight guys around it. Oh, at least. And then, oh, you want to watch the race or turn around or girls <laughs> or whatever. It's set up for entertainment. Listing photos show the condo has ample window space, lots of seats, full bar, gray tile floors, speckled ceilings, wood accents, old school furniture, master bedroom Ooh, so over. Looks the track as well, which yeah. could set up all types of entertainment possibilities for the fans <laughs> and the players. Listing price is at five hundred seventy-five thousand dollars for the two-bedroom, two-bath, fourteen hundred square foot condo. Comes with four parking spaces, by the way, which is kind of nice. Invite your buddies. Yeah, Realtor.com shows the last condo to sell in the building went for six hundred k in. 2012. So this might be a bargain. Plus four parking spots. Let's see. Four big passenger vans that hold 13. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my friends. Well, I've always told myself I wasn't moving anywhere until, unless I at least have four spots. So oh, there we go. There you go. See? Bam. Uh, from Muscle Cars and Trucks, Magnuson debuts uh, a supercharger kit for the Silverado and Sierras. So Ford has this Raptor. Oh, Mark. Ram has the TRX. Chevy and GMC customers want more punch from their pickups, so why not throw a supercharger on it? You know, so announced announced during the SEMA 360, uh, the thing that I'm not part of because it's it's not fun if you're not there. Uh, (laughs) I didn't follow it either. (laughs) Heaton's aftermarket partner uh, debuted a pair of twin screw blowers meant for the 2019 and newer Silverados and Sierras, the 1500 pickup trucks. Uh, the ones that feature the dynamic fuel management in their You're V8s. Out. Yeah, I know. So, my 2008 Silverado isn't going to get it with its... Uh, I think it's what, a 4.9. It might be a 4.3 liter. Hey, hey, no matter what engine you got <laughs> V6. In that, it's too old. It's too damn old. <laughs> hey, mine's a 2003, but I already got a supercharger, so there. Yeah. Well, the well, new, the new blowers, up. you got two sizes here, okay? You got a 2650 and a 3100 displacement configuration. So you got the smaller one for the 5.3s, more likely the bigger ones for the 6.2 engines. So uh, hmm. whichever one you have there, which they're both good engines in my in my book. Here's the thing you about throw this. Some more power on there. Uh, Magnuson hasn't announced what pricing is Mm-mm. yet, and they nope. also haven't told you when this stuff's going to be out. They just said nope. it's coming. So it's fake news. Is it a false rumor? Is that what I'm hearing? No. Are the just, Russians behind this? Just gives you a little while to start socking money away. Oh, good point. Well, cool thing is you can put these on, move more air, and not have to change your hood either. Oh, th- so they fit. So it's here. all nice and like. Silhouette, like oh, you know. Oh no, man! I wanted a big old Dude, cutout. Shaker one thing. of these days, <laughs> I want I want that, that big scoop up there with the three orange little eyeballs looking at you. Oh, you, you want you want the butterfly <laughs> yeah, valve intake? The, yep. Hell's yes! <laughs> That'll match my crackers. <laughs> <laughs> I see where your heart is, and I dig it. Yeah, you damn right. <laughs> you know where that would look good? Dodge van. Yeah. Do- <laughs> 
short wheelbase. Oh, I'm in. 70s custom then, Dodge fan. With the, if, and if you got the right van with, with the right placement, I'd get the A100 so you could just rest your arm on that yeah, with, air with, scoop. with oh, yeah. side pipes that <laughs> yeah. ran from the front wheel well to the rear wheel well. Dodge oh, custom shit. van. I'm going to pick her up in my Dodge van. And that's all right by me. Well, from Motor Authority... <laughs> We're going to move it on this a little bit here. Uh, the Shelby GT500 engine... Corey really wants us to leave the room. ...to be made available as a crate engine. Nice. How cool is nice. that? Uh, it's deemed... What is that? The Predator, right? It what is. call that one? So the, it's a uh, 5.2 liter V8 that goes in the GT500. Will soon be available as a crate engine. It's a 760 horsepower, Jesus 625 foot-pounds of torque. That is a lot uh, Don't know launching time or pricing yet. Has not been finalized. But the Predator will join uh, a good list of engines yep. uh, offered by Ford, like the 5-liter Coyote V8, yep. the 3.2 EcoBoost, yep. uh, the 7.3 Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla. Jeez. Well, also, uh, that 6.8 they're talking about, you know right. that if they make that thing, that'll wind up being a crazy It'll more likely too. end up being that as well. Uh, but there's uh, some other... Purpose-built crate engines, including the naturally aspirated 572 cubic inch V8. such a cool thing. Dude, in the next two to three cool years, do you think that these things are going to go on like a huge sale because their application may not be as popular considering uh, recent political events? No, I, I don't and know. The, it's going to take a little while. And change in direction? Here's the thing. Who knows? No matter who's in office, are you really going to change how car guys feel about stuff? Yeah, we're we're always, we're always going to want to go fast. I just think we're always going to want bigger, better, better, faster, yeah, yeah, yeah. louder. <laughs> I'm just thinking that they're going to have the engines. Why not make them available as a crate? You know what and make what I want them to do is put That's all the circuit wires in fake uh, lake pipes. Yeah. Run all your wiring through the lake pipes. There you go. Give them a reason. There, there you go. go. That's what I'm talking about. Whatever. Uh, speaking of engines, from Road and Track, the Dodge Hellcat Red Eyes 807 horsepower V8 is also now available as a crate engine. That's right. Hello, Christmas is oh, coming. Gee, I thanks. got your present. Put a bow on it so you. and mug that son of a bitch right underneath now, the tree. The, the enti- <laughs> That's just Mark trying to by 47 horsepower. This article, the entire time I'm reading this, I'm picturing you at home in a white jacket and your hair <laughs> everywhere like a mad scientist yeah, trying to wedge this into a 55 Plymouth. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, can you say reinforced frame? You think? The uh, Hellcrat Red Eye, 807 horsepower, 717 foot-pound of torque, 91 octane fuel available That's pump gas, baby. for order right yeah. now. It's only $21,807. Oh, well, gee, get to hey, the at least cheap. they got a price on it, though. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, at least they did that. Do you really think the Shelby GT500 will be any less than the, the, the engine? I don't know. Okay. I, now, don't, I don't know. There are four other crate engines that they uh, they put out. The first one's uh, oh, go, 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 well, the first one's just below the 1,000-horsepower Elephant 426-cubic-inch oh, yeah. V8. Oh, my God! And the standard 707-horsepower <laughs> Hellcrate engine. Yeah, because that's terrible. Upgrades found in the Red Eye model include a larger displacement supercharger, increased boost pressure, a higher RPM, forged internals, a bigger mm-hmm. hoo-ha, and just a whole lot of hell yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's dyno-tested <laughs> for 42 minutes before being shipped, and then they send it to you, and you become happy. Well, so there you go. Movie. So thank you, Mark, for trying to up me by 47 Dino horsepower. for 42 minutes. <laughs> Way to go. 40, 42 minutes where they throw a brick on the gas and go like hell. Yeah, baby. Love it. it. Bring it. Our special guests this week are Devin Crail and John Goodman of Zero to 60com 
Devin and John will be here to discuss how they came together to start Zero to 60, what makes their cool new website different from other car search websites, and what their grand vision is for the future. All this and much more is coming up on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio, the sweetest smelling podcast on the web. Our special guests this week are Devin Crail and John Goodman of Zero2Sixty.com. Devin learned this trade by working with his father, a noted classic car dealer, Charles S. Crail. Devin has been integral to the acquisition, brokering, and sales of some of the world's most exclusive and significant cars, representing more than $75 million in sales. John Goodman started his first collector car dealership at age 17. At age 17? 17. What, what? were you thinking? Dang. <laughs> what were you there. thinking? Uh, at, started his first collector car dealership at age 17 and has since sourced, acquired, refurbished, marketed, and sold more than 750 cars. Wow. God, you guys don't do anything a little, do you? <laughs> well, when you, when you extrapolate it over, you know, 20 years... Still, that's, that that's a ton of work. Uh, guys, welcome to Driven Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So you're both very accomplished car guys. Uh, I think that's an understatement. Uh, with successful bra- backgrounds in the collector car world, how did you happen to find each other? Well, uh, we're both based in Santa Barbara, California. And it's you know, not a very large city, and there are not that many collector car guys around just in general, let alone dealers. And so even though what I focused on was disparate from what Devin and his father focused on, uh, our paths crossed multiple times, and we you know, had partnered on some deals over the years and, and at one point even shared a big warehouse just to cut down on costs for both of our dealerships. And so we've had a relationship now for a long time. In fact, it's a small town. Devin's dad was actually at the uh, was at a party that my father went to on the night I was born. So I've <laughs> technically known his father. <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't the night you were conceived. Otherwise, it would have been yeah. concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas yeah. is really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what spurred you two to partner on this website? Well, I, I, John and I have talked about partnering. Uh, more closely with our dealerships as my dad's getting ready to retire and he kind of went separate ways with his previous business partner who went into commercial real estate development and property management and right about the time we started working more closely together and looking for cars all day every day all over the internet COVID happened and we ended up having a, a lot of free time on our hands we both had newborn babies and so we decided, why not share all these cars that we find that we can't possibly all buy ourselves, buy for ourselves, and share them with our friends. So we had our, our friend whip up a quick, a quick website for us and uh, threw it on social media. And it, turned, it was a passion project that's kind of blossomed over the past few months into uh, quite a following so far. So tell us about Zero2Sixty.com. Uh, what... What is it? What sets it apart from other enthusiast websites? And how is what you do unique? Well, uh, there are tons of enthusiast websites out there. The vast majority of them 
you know, use a ton of professional photographs. They are just discussing the cars. There are a handful that do somewhat similar to what we're doing, which is to, you know, find great cars and share them uh, with other enthusiasts online. Again, as a passion project during COVID, you know, there was a long stretch there where there were no cars and coffee, there were no events, there wasn't a real strong ability to really kind of share and have a discussion about cars. And so what we do is we've, you know, it started just with Devin and I, but we've built a team of, you know, people out of our Rolodex that were in kind of a similar situation, sitting on their hands and looking at their computer screens and looking for cars. And and what we do is we go through the roughly, you know, few hundred that we found that were listed the day prior, discuss the best ones, the best deals, the cars we would have been interested in as dealers, the cars that have the best history or in the best condition. We pick the best ones and we write a post about them and we share it for free. And then there are another 20 or so uh, that kind of were in the discussion but didn't make the cut for a post. And we should just share those as direct links. What we do that's different, uh, there's a wide range of cars you know, there'll be a $3,500 car all the way to, you know, a $350,000 car. The collector car market has definitely changed over the past few years. And, you know, the younger generations have, have kind of stepped in and they're looking for stuff that they cared about when they were young as opposed to, you know, the prior definition of a collector car. So, you know, I think we're writing an article about a manual RAV4. <laughs> uh, you, never, you never would have thought about it but the thing has no miles and it's manual and it has great graphics and no it's not expensive but it will be sitting next to probably you know i think an e30 m3 that's you know uh, now a serious collector car in terms of valuation is it and that, so we like that dichotomy is it that wicked two-door by the way that first kick and killer two-door that made yeah. kind of that little suzuki what sx7 sidekick thing look yeah you know, large. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm in. I got to go look this up now. (laughs) And, and I think that that's been, you know, it was, there's, uh, there are other sites that effectively do something similar where they're just sharing stuff, you know, but we wanted to build something. We wanted to build the kind of site that we would be going to on a daily basis. Uh, There isn't any advertising. This is at this point, just a passion project. And uh, the other thing, effectively, is that the competitor sites are generally more niche. Uh, you know, barn finds, for instance, I'm sure you're all aware of. That's, that is definitely a market. And there's some crossover every once in a while. But these are generally more or less cars that you can get in, turn the key. They're in fairly good shape. And then the other thing is typically we're looking for, for really great deals. Uh, you know, not just, oh, those pictures are wonderful, so we're going to use it anyway. Uh, it kind of needs to check a number of boxes for us to be interested in what we select and share. So are the criteria strictly what trips your trigger or uh, what what is it that the car has to have to make it onto your site? Where do you draw the line? And is it just whatever piques your curiosity? Uh, that's definitely a huge part of it. What I've told customers in the past that have asked for advice on should I buy this car or this car, you know, I can give you usually all the right reasons why you should select one, but if the other one is really the one that's speaking to you, then, you know, really that's what you should be picking. And that that's a huge aspect of, of what we're selecting is, you know, we sit around in a morning meeting and discuss all of this stuff as a team over Zoom. And if we're laughing or if we're going, wow, that's fantastic, you know, then it, it has a really good shot at getting a post. 
The other aspects, though, are, you know, there's a broad range. You know, one guy really knows American classics. There's a guy that knows Japanese stuff on our team. I, I don't personally know that much about Japanese cars, but if he's really excited and he knows that, you know, there just weren't that many imported here, et cetera, et cetera, the rarity, the quality of the, of the car itself and its current state, the history, the price point is a huge one. You know, if, if you're 20 or 30% over, it's going to be hard for us to justify writing a post about. Unless it's just super low miles and original. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is we like to feature stuff that is fresh. Um, generally, if we're looking at sites like Craigslist, where you can actually see when it's been posted, we like stuff that's 24, 48 hours old. Sure. Because the best deals on the internet will be gone in a matter of days. Yeah. Um, Most likely. And in other sites like Hemmings and stuff, you, there aren't that many cars being posted on there. Um, another thing is we like to feature cars that are for sale by owner because dealer stuff is usually inflated, as we all know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you'll see from the pictures on our site, I mean, it can just be a car that's sitting in someone's driveway and the photo's not even wonderful, but the car was wonderful, so we felt the need to share it, as opposed to a dealer, which is going to have you know professional photos and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so are you accepting direct application, or is it just what you pick yeah, we, out? we feel... We field submitted cards from the users that we have constantly. That's that's de definitely part of our discussion on a on a morning meeting. Uh, you know, it, if someone really cares about it, then they're going to and they know about our site. They do submit. We've also had tons of stories now about people that were unaware of the site, but all of a sudden got 22 calls because it was posted on our site, even though it was in Craigslist. You know, in Iowa a small, you know, section that no one's typically searching on a daily basis. And, and then they'll wonder how that happened and they'll reach out to us and say, you know, thank you guys, actually, I wasn't getting a ton of traction. So, you know, we're, we're, we're just most interested in the quality level of the car. And if someone submits it and it's, it's a great deal, then we're definitely going to use it. While we're sitting here talking, you should know that Mark's scrolling <laughs> through your site. You, you said $3,500 car and suddenly got like, hopeful. Hey, now. And hey, now. Now he's trying to find stuff he can afford. Oh, my God. Uh, that 82 Dodge Challenger. That is just uh Hey, that's a good-looking car. Yeah, that, that yeah. is one Cracker Jack box of a sweet-looking hey, ride. Hey, that's, that's a good-looking car. Right. I like that thing. <laughs> it's like a Russian Mercury Capri. It's amazing. <laughs> God. That's hey, awesome. I, I looked through the site this afternoon, and I was finding stuff I liked, and uh, <laughs> I think I fell in love with a red Porsche 928 you have on oh, there. Oh, the uh, 1986 mm. Porsche 928S. Uh-huh, that's the one. Oh, that's pretty. So, which one of you is the big nerd? Who's writing the articles <laughs> daily for these well, cars? There, there, there's actually, it's a team of, of six of us that, that find the cars, write and edit the articles, upload the pictures do the social media. I mean, it, it really is just, you know, we, we get a kick out of it. That morning meeting is a hell of a reason to, to get out of bed. I mean, we sit here for an hour and laugh and, and shoot the shit. It's, although, you know, although we have to admit one of our contributors, one of our friends is a stand-up comedian. That helps. Who um, <laughs> doesn't have much work doing that right now. So, oh, we're happy oh, yeah. to have Are you seeking any help from sarcastic auto journalists? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you start reading some articles, we we do uh, voice some sarcastic or semi semi inappropriate opinions from time to time. So at, absolutely, at least twice a year, I submit something to Sports Car Market that I think, okay, this is the one that gets me fired. 
This is, <laughs> this is when they're going to can me. And so far, my editors have had a pretty good sense of humor. I'm a little surprised I'm still working there. So, uh, you know, what you're doing looks a little like early days of Bring a Trailer Meets Jalopnik. Uh, oh, yeah. Has anybody mentioned that? To you? I, I, I love Which the vibe. Amazing. Yeah. I love we, the vibe we of the site. following Bring a Trailer, you know, back in, I don't know, 2008 or you know, yeah. a year or two after they launched. And they kind of, you know, they, they don't really do that. They do some editorial stuff, but uh, there, there are a few other sites that do exactly what we're doing. And we weren't finding ones that kind of shared the wide range of cars that were turnkey and fair market, et cetera. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's something that is, is that we saw a little void there because we weren't finding it to go look at ourselves and figured, well, what the hell we're sitting here. Let's, <laughs> we, we, were looking, we were, you know, we were always looking for cars anyway. And, you know, that putting that to some use, even if it's just for entertainment, is, you know. And we realized after years of, of looking for cars that it is a learned talent. Um, it, it would take you quite a while to really cover the, the depth that we cover in a short period of time. Sure. Um, so we, we enjoy it. It's, it's fun. Yeah. So what is your vision for the site going forward? Do you, you have a, a goal in mind or... Uh, where are you headed guys? Well, uh, you know, (laughs) we weren't expecting to be honest, to get the social media followers, to get the site traffic that we've gotten thus far. Uh, it it was something that was kind of a, you know, let's cross the bridge when we get there idea. And at this stage, it's still too early in its infancy. I mean, we've really only been live for a matter of months. I'd like to see where it goes. There's one thing that we're pretty sure about is we never want to put ads on the page because it really bothers me when I go to a competitor site, I'm not going to name names here. And, you know, I see the couch that I, that my wife was looking at on on Google (laughs) three hours prior that's on the sidebar. Uh, You know, I could see some classifieds. I could see some, you know, user submissions, we don't really have a specific plan at this point. We're just going to see where it grows. Very cool. Okay, now the best question we have every for every guest, and it's my favorite uh, for each of you. This is not one guy answers and the other guy gets to take a pass. Yeah. <laughs> for each of you, what is the dumbest thing you've ever done in a car? So many, so many choices. Yeah. <laughs> How long's your show? Uh, Come on, one, one of them's got to stand out. I uh, I went and bought a Jaguar. This was relatively early in my in my dealership days. I was probably eighteen, and it was an E Type, and I bought it for inventory, oh, uh, Series Two convertible. And you know, I didn't really know much about the mechanicals, but there was just something wrong with it. And I figured, well, I don't really want to pay for shipping. And this was just down in L.A. And so I took PCH back, thinking that uh, the Pacific Coast Highway kind of that runs from Malibu up to really where we are, Santa Barbara. I figured, well, you know, I'm not going to be on the freeway in traffic. It won't overheat, at least. Whatever's wrong with it, I'll have a mechanic look at it when I get home. On the way there, the rear diff locked, and I spun six times across traffic. <laughs> oh, no. Cars. And ended up in an embankment. 
And so I would always recommend a PPI at this point, especially if you don't know All righty, Devin? Um, for me, the first thing that pops to mind is not really in a car, but um, I was in college at UC Santa Cruz, and a buddy and I were going surfing between classes, and he had driven down to the beach and was already out in the water while I was lollygagging behind, and I had locked the passenger door and slammed it shut with my thumb in the door oh, oh, it out. Oh. and I had to have a kid paddle out to get my friend out of the ocean that took about 20 minutes oh god and my thumbnail was gone when I when I finally got it out oh, yeah, it was. and an old man walks by and he says you know what Sonny the best thing you can do is get in that freezing water right now and I did and it helped until about an hour after I got out. And oh, really oh, God. Oh, that's wow. I a Ford F-250. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm not shaking that off for a couple hours. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's going to stick with me. Oh, wow. Oh, that's that's worse than Luke telling us about. Oh, God, that's awful. Oh, yeah, man. But, but first, uh, probably, if you wanted to do a whole show, we could. No, I know. I know. And. Hey, guess what? You guys aren't alone. Everybody's. <laughs> I don't know what that, you're talking about. That that's <laughs> seems to be part of being a car guy. Is we we all seem prone to do some really dumb crap, and uh, it always seems to involve cars in somewhere or another. Oh God! Oh, the thumb thing. That's gonna hurt for a while. Holy crow! We've been speaking with Devin Crail and John Goodman of Zero to Sixty dot com. That is Z E R O the number 260.com you can find all of the social media links for devin john and zero to 60.com on readthedriven.com gentlemen thank you so much for being with us thank you absolutely thank you guys for having us it's been fun appreciate that i love the website thank you so much for spending time with driven radio and we really mean that thanks a ton we wouldn't be able to do this without our listeners uh you can find us online at drivenradioshow.com and readthedriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. And listen on iTunes, SoundCloud. Well, not iTunes. It's Apple Music now. SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, and everywhere fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt. Yep. And Catfish Craig Groves. User. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Driven Radio. Driven Radio.